0: Goodbye, 2022. Hello, 2023. It is the New Year's Eve podcast from the TheBobDavisPodcast.com. Uh, the opportunity for me to thank clients and also to uh, kind of look ahead to 2023 and thank contributors as well in this journey that we are all on together in podcast 1083, The Bob Davis Podcasts. I'm not going to... I'm going to be thanking clients. I'm not going to get into a long and involved thing at the beginning of the podcast like I usually do with, uh, you know, talking about somebody. Uh, So we're going to dispense kind of with the quote-unquote spots that uh, take up usually the the very beginning of the podcast. And I should say, I'll just start by saying that... uh, I do appreciate the the subscribes to the Bob Davis podcast on iTunes. This is the one thing that probably helps the feeds the most. I'm working on a podcast about the whole social media platform podcast thing. I'm not sure if I'm going to even do it, but uh, it it I do have some thoughts about it that I'll probably share in 23. Thanks for uh, again. The key thing is subscribing. I don't care about Facebook. Uh, I appreciate people that see the podcast notifications on Facebook and then click through and and, uh, listen to those podcasts, but basically don't even get me started about what has happened to Facebook and all these other social media platforms because I could do a whole podcast about it. One of the things that I'm going to do in this podcast, uh, as soon as this little page here gets finished loading is to thank uh, people who've made contributions to the Bob Davis podcast this year and also uh, clients because this is what makes the world go around for me uh, throughout the year and you know it's funny because I I'm doing this podcast off the top of my head basically there I don't I, I don't have a big long and involved thing to write actually I don't like all of those look back uh kind of podcasts at the end of the year because we've had a year let's just put it that way we had a year in 2021 we had a year in 2020 and now we have had a year in 2022 and i'm happy to say goodbye to 2022 for a lot of reasons my whole uh, travel approach actually my travel approach had to change in 2021 with the advent of inflation and then we've been struggling with all of this all all year so uh the 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 inflation kind of started at the beginning of 2022 really and by the middle of the I mean I knew that I was gonna have to change the way I travel because I like to gallivant I like to barnstorm I like to drive all over the country and you know, my truck's getting older, and the the whole approach to to travel on that kind of a level is very problematic because of the price of fuel. And mainly because I just refuse to pay what, you know, I'm not going to pay $7 a gallon for diesel fuel at one point in uh, Actually, it was more than that in California, and I have people in California that were like, hey, come on out. No way. I just said, I'm not coming over there because I'm not going to pay that much, and all last winter, I sat here, and I sat here in Arizona through early June until I headed up, and I just confined my travel to Utah and Colorado, and it was beautiful, and, and I enjoyed it for a lot of reasons, one of which is It's good to get to know where the campgrounds are to get a feel for where you can go and the places i went to in utah moab and the places i went to in colorado and it was all western colorado i didn't really the farthest east i went was pueblo so that was great in 23 hopefully we will see we'll begin to see the effects of less demand on fuel, and we'll, we're already starting to see fuel prices drop a little bit. It's better for gas than it is for diesel, but this is going to be a little bit different year, and uh, I will talk about that. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go through and thank some of the people that, uh, in fact, as many as I can can get listed that have made contributions and, and donations to the Bob Davis podcast, and also sponsors but i want to overall just thank people for listening i know there's a lot of people listening that i don't even know about and it's one of the cool things about podcasting that people don't realize you put stuff up you never know who's going to hear it and you never know where it's going to go and it's so amazing to me to see still a podcast from two or three or four years ago getting feeds so i really appreciate the the listening Thanks to the people that are actually listening to the podcast and downloading them because that means a lot to me. I decided at some point, I don't know if it was this year or last year, that I wasn't going to chase business. And I decided that uh, as as the purveyor of uh, a, or the, uh, what do you call that? The proprietor of an artistic business, I'm going to concentrate on what I do. I'm not. I'm going to concentrate on my content and content, concentrate on what I do. I'm not going to run around trying to quote unquote sell advertising in my podcast. So what we have now is a is a collection of clients who really care about the podcast, know that that podcast advertising can work, and uh, get behind what I'm doing. And I, I I really appreciate that. Obviously, the people that got me started. I always thank Ed Johnson at X Government Cars because Ed got Mobile Podcast Command for me. Obviously I had to pay for it, but he got it, got it for four grand, which is an amazing price. And encouraged me in many, many ways early on in the effort because all since I started, every one of these podcasts were sponsored by somebody. And I was so scared to uh, ask Ed for money. You know, I've been buying cars for him for years and he was like sure let's do it he didn't even bat an eye and it was a it was a very encouraging thing and and here's the thing about ed ed's running a llama farm now i think or whatever some kind of creature that that uh, has fur <laughs> and i still ed if you're listening i gotta get over there and i gotta see it he's ed wolf now not ed johnson i don't know why but anyway so this summer I'll probably head up to Wisconsin to see the the creature farm whatever he has but he's always been an entrepreneur and he always throws he's he told me I I said well how should I proceed and all this other stuff and he said you know Bob you just throw it up against the wall and see what happens and that's it and I remember at one point I was talking about something we were at a party and some guy started criticizing what I said and he and he was like hey that's his dream. Don't don't criticize and don't kill it in the womb. You know, it's his dream. Leave him alone. Let him have his dream, basically. And I've always appreciated that because it, it taught me when people are sort of making those really tentative first steps towards being in business, they need to be encouraged and not told how to do it or what to do or what you quote unquote should do. That's the kind of thing that I've had to deal with. Uh, for years, especially with podcasting and then later with travel. Well, you know what you should do? I, I don't really care about what you think I should do. But it's, as my son said, this is how people participate a little bit in what you do and be a part of what you do instead of, you know, not being a part of it. And I understand that. I appreciate it. But uh, th- I'm talking about the experience derived from my work with Ed Johnson through Ex-Government Cars, and he sponsored the podcast for actually for a long time till he sold the business. So, thanks, Ed. The other guy I got to thank is Greg Ryan, who uh, drives me crazy with politics, but aside from that, is a very smart businessman. Been in business for 70 years over in St. Paul. You guys have heard me talk about Ryan Plumbing and what they do and how they do what they do. And Greg is uh, one of my mentors in the sense that he really understands what's involved with running a business and how to get it, as he puts it, get it all locked down so that it does what it's supposed to do. And Greg has sponsored ever since he walked up to me at some event that I was speaking at and said, uh, I want uh, I want $1,000 worth of podcasts. And I didn't even know what how to price anything at the time. And that kind of started our relationship off and rolling. And that was great. So Greg has been with the podcast for really almost since the beginning, and, and I, I really appreciate his his help. Uh, to current clients, let's see. Uh, I don't even know, looking back on 2022, I suppose as I get through here and look at the people who have um, made uh, contributions, I'll see clients perhaps that I forgot, and I apologize for that. Um, Want to thank Mitch Rossoff for putting up those beautiful banners and building the website at the beginning. Uh, He has also moved on to other things and uh, it's put me in a position of having to look for a web developer. I think I may have found someone, so I'm super excited about that. But uh, Mitch really helped me out at the beginning to get the podcast back underway again after 2009. For those of you that are real uh, podcast sort of historians, in 2009, uh, when I started... They're almost, I mean, as I recall, Apple didn't even know how to get the podcast up. They had to go call somebody to figure out how to get the podcast up on the internet. Because you had, I used iLife, and it took me weeks to figure out that the podcast had to live somewhere. So you had to tell, you had to give the podcast distributor, in this case it was iTunes, uh, the URL of where the podcast was uh, served up from. So in 2009, uh, I think it was 20. Actually, it was 2013 when I when I decided I was just going to start podcasting in earnest. Uh, Mitch was was listening to one of my podcasts and and called me up and said, "I can I can get you squared away." And he came over and built a a great website for 2013. It needs to be updated now, but. uh, It helped me serve up the podcast and do it consistently and without any major problems. And I appreciate that from from Mitch as well. So let's talk about the people since the beginning of 2022 who have contributed to the Bob Davis podcast. And some of these people, they often contribute. uh, Sometimes I don't remember who they are. Uh, Ed Nass. I want to say thanks to Ed Nass. Ed will throw a hundred bucks every now and then. Sue Solomon. Uh, 25 bucks Rob Bauman, a uh, good friend of mine uh, up in Wisconsin now Webster Wisconsin. Uh, Rob thanks for your support and and for everything that you've done for me as well. Todd Myers pi- was one of the early pioneers of the the monthly continuous contribution that you can do uh, through PayPal uh, if you click on the donate button at the Bob Davis podcast Toby Meyer 100 bucks uh, that was back in January of last year. Tony Kiefer who has was a networking pal and a great one a financial guy uh really has helped out a ton and I appreciate that Matt Ashley Mindy Collins has Mindy stop <laughs> Mindy is so great and supportive of the people that she believes in, and I really, really appreciate all of her contributions over the year. Jason Feipel, I haven't heard from in a while, but uh, Jason, thank you. And yeah, Jeffrey Dunn, I'm pretty sure, is the guy that said, hey, you know, people can do a continuous uh, monthly uh, contribution through um, through the PayPal app, so thank you linda jackson thanks for something like uh 25 really appreciate that tom volna bob sweeten who is another old radio friend who's really been supportive and helpful greg stamp is a guy going back to um the radio days making a contribution to the bob davis podcast thank you wayne hittermeister thank you for your contribution to the bob davis podcast Cheryl Kazaki, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Thank you. Uh, Jerry Sweden, who is actually Bob's brother, who's very interested in doing the Nomad thing. Thank you. Mike Seitz, thank you so much for your contribution to the Bob Davis podcast. Ed Kammerer, who I did some business with and also has always been a supporter and listener to me from the radio days and also the podcast. Thank you. Now, a lot of these people, Jeffrey Dunn and Mindy Collins and Todd and others, who have uh, helped me over the years, are continuously contributing. So I'm not going to mention you guys twice. But Dave Forbes, another guy who I work with uh, on the early podcast as a sponsor, huge help uh, over the years to the Bob Davis podcast. And thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Juliet Nail uh who originally contributed to the Bob Davis podcast and has started uh, she's turned into a crazy entrepreneur started a couple of businesses and she's a sponsor which I'll, t- I'll talk about later Sandra Amiot really appreciate uh Sandra I Network with Sandra, and she has been a big supporter of the Bob Davis podcast ever since. Another Chicago, former Chicago resident uh, shot down behind lines in Minneapolis. And I really appreciate your contributions, Sandra. Katie Davis uh, really, really helped me out uh, this year. Really appreciate her contributions to this. Judy Murphy, for sure, another monster contributor. Thank you so much always got to thank Jill Surbe for uh contributions and also Myron uh her husband you guys are great up Michigan folks and again thank you for your contributions to the Bob Davis podcasts got to thank my friend Don Anger for uh contributing to the Bob Davis podcast various times of us doing podcasts and texting back and forth he is up in North Dakota now again uh working in the oil fields and uh, They like to call them radio up there. (laughs) So, Don, Happy New Year. Talked about mentors, Greg and Mitch and Ed Johnson and the guys at the Apple Store way back in 2009 when it was really the Wild West. Now there's podcasts everywhere, but I really appreciate those people for helping me out to begin with. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kyle Shealy, who was. one of my producers at uh, KSDP also helped me a ton because he was doing, back in 2009, he was helping or doing a uh, a wrestling podcast. And he kind of helped me on it. And I remember I got really frustrated and really mad. And he goes, listen, man, if I can do this, you can do this. And I, I said, okay. And I started on it. So let's talk about clients this year. Bu Enterprises, which has been great. Uh, and I love what Juliet's trying to do. she's She's really trying to help people by uh, advertising, stretching and breathing and things of that nature using technology. So she did a lot of stuff going back to twenty twenty one. Uh, on Zoom to help people through that difficult time. And since 2022, she's been building this business. And now she's actually offering virtual classes, like real classes, in addition to the virtual classes. In fact, one of the virtual classes, that's probably her sending me a message right now, um, is focused directly on nomads. So keep listening for more information about that. 36 Lynn, the independently owned and operated refueling station in South Minneapolis, uh, 36th Street South and uh, Lindale Avenue. Really appreciate you guys sponsoring the Bob Davis Podcast. And I know you have a high standard because they are so funny. Their Instagram feed is great, and it's a great little business. And I've known Lonnie, the owner... (laughs) that business for a long time and i have also watched him develop as an entrepreneur so this has been an ambition to have this store which has all these locally sourced products and being involved in the community and doing crazy things like gremlin fest i don't even know if they're still going to do that but they do events and they do all sorts of things and they have been great sponsors of the bob davis podcast for like i don't know two almost three years now so thanks again you guys oddly enough greg ryan is still a sponsor but now what he does is he comes out here <laughs> and we hang and he gives me a thousand bucks and goes, here, just give me some podcasts. I uh, also want to thank John Holland, who has uh, been a great support. Another friend of mine from high school uh, who has been a great support uh, to me. He's working for Roden track and he's doing the digital road and track stuff, which is uh, really amazing. It's, they've got a whole new name for it now and they're based in Nashville. And uh, he, uh, has been literally traveling across he's been just traveling and I don't know if he's driving or what he's doing probably flying um, most of this year. but I really appreciate his uh, his support as well. One of the big realizations this year and and also at the end of last year, but really this year and I don't know when it kind of developed is the difference between an artistic business, And um, you know another kind of business, another a service business or um, a a product products business, a retail business, artistic businesses really rest on the um, you know the the intellectual property uh, or the output of a band or a, a podcaster or you know take your pick of of artistic and. There are also uh, artistic businesses which have nothing to do with mass media or social media or anything else. They they are artists who sculpt or work with metal or paint or whatever it is that they do, and they they have artistic businesses that um, do things that are um, you know they're they're not they they're not the same kind of a business as a uh, as a um, gas station. What's up? Sounds good. I'll be ready. Alrighty. All right. I'll see you. This is just one of those things on my mind as I think about 2023, which is, okay, what's the path for a creative artistic business versus a real estate business or a service business? They don't operate the same way. And, you, and, and expanding them, growing them, is not the same uh, playbook as expanding and growing uh, a, a business that exists in a, uh, a space that you can say okay here's the best practices here's the baseline this is what we do I think all artistic businesses are different I'm not a big baseline guy and I'm not a big best practices guy either because I like to sort of find my own way through the dark and You know, I like to 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 trial, learn by trial and error, because then I feel that I have really fully learned it, as opposed to just doing what someone else does. I'm I know that there are people who look and see what everyone else does, and then they do something. To me, as a as an artist, that doesn't doesn't have any resonance. I don't believe in doing that. I think you have to come up with your own stuff organically. You have to build it organically, and it is tremendously difficult sometimes, but at the end of the day, you've got something that you've built organically and that reflects you. I don't know that you have to do that if you're selling real estate. You know, the job is to sell real estate or if you have an insurance business, you know, there's there's a set method for how to build the business and that's what you do and that's what you put your effort into doing. Nothing wrong with that, but an artistic business operates differently. And so that's been something that's been on my mind pretty pretty significantly uh in 2022 because uh I've had some issues with content because I'm not moving across the country all the time. I'm not I'm not doing all the things that I do or did. Uh so when I'm traveling, there's ready content that's always being loaded into the into the mix because you're traveling. You're in Colorado, you're in Utah, you're at this park, you're at that park. You're making your way across the country. Um, and I th- I think it was 2021 actually that really I literally went back and forth across the country. I also had a difficult client, and I, I think that was the beginning of this sort of view that uh, I, I'm not gonna I am not going to i am not going to chase business because the either you have somebody that becomes a time waster and very difficult, or you have somebody that just doesn't understand uh, the the biggest problem with small business and podcasting is that small business people really struggle to understand how advertising works. I don't have time in this podcast to explain it. I've explained it before, but we, we used to see it in radio. And what would happen is that the, at a certain level, you just don't bother. You know, you work, you work, won't accept business below a certain level because that eases the, um, the, the problem so much because people that are in are in and they know why they're in and they know what they have to do to make it work. So let's real quick talk about the year 2022 and uh, and and moving into 2023. And and one of the reasons I'm I'm happy to say goodbye to it. I'm not going to give you uh you know a cavalcade of things that happened this year or a cavalcade of people that we have to say goodbye to or any of that stuff because I detest that kind of journalism. And I everyone has to do it. But I won't do it. I'm not going to sit there and do that. I, I will talk about this year in relation to what I've done. I have felt, and this was because I had to orient myself to high fuel prices. It's just, uh, you know, the observation was, and you guys have been here through all of it. You've heard me do the economic podcast where I explain where the inflation's coming from. I explain the effects of the inflation. Lately, I keep hearing people saying... Well, you know, uh, the, the the consumer price index is not is not up uh, as much as it, it, it was, so we have and what we have is not deflation, which is what we need out here because deflation would be prices going below what they were a year ago and below the rate of inflation. We have disinflation because basically we have we are seeing a moderation of prices within the inflation rate. So people are still paying more for food, they're still paying more for fuel, and uh travel uh, ends up costing you more um time yeah well let i was gonna come over there i'm going to sleep oh i'm sorry i felt like i've been up since 4 30 and suddenly i just feel so sleepy okay well what's that this is my podcast i was recording uh, a podcast but that's okay i see all right, well, I'm going to eat this. Yes. Do, would you, do you want some coffee or anything? Oh, maybe like... Yeah, and Pam just brought me a chuck roast, like a, a pot roast that is <laughs> amazing. I got to go over there and take her some coffee and, and eat this because it's amazing. Thanks, Pam. Due to the change in fuel prices and the slowing down of travel, things happened to me that I wouldn't even have expected. And last year at this time, I was enjoying my first Christmas and first New Year's Eve uh, exclusively out here. If you'll recall, in 2020, I made it out here and had to go home. I don't even remember what happened. Oh yeah, I was in uh, I was uh, on the far uh, western eastern edge of uh, Arizona, by New Mexico, and uh, in at Christmas and an organ pipe at New Year's, and then I came here. And then, of course, my mom passed away, and I I, I had to head for Virginia pretty quickly. This year, uh, in twenty twenty two, I got out here in no- I think it was early November, and hung out and had new, uh, Christmas Eve here, and then Christmas Eve and Christmas we did kind of a potluck uh, circle the wagons thing, which I'd never done before, and then uh, New Year's we did the same thing. This year, it's a much more sedate kind of get together uh, Pam of the pambulance is here you just heard her come over and then Mike um who's one of the great people I've met uh this year uh came over and mentioned that we're going to have dinner over at another guy's place uh tomorrow and this is the way it goes and 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 the point I wanted to make is that I was pretty ticked off that I was going to be forced to just not travel as much and I didn't know how that was going to go Now, what happens when you don't travel is that you save a lot more money because you're not moving and you're not paying rent. And you have the only expenses we have are food and fuel, primarily. And if you're careful about what you consume, then you don't spend as much on food. So you end up coming out of the season when you're here with more money than you went in. And uh, this year, I'm sure, will be no exception to that. especially uh three two one especially because i'm not uh traveling and spending a lot of money on fuel i did this summer and fuel was a little bit mitigated but it was still expensive so i had to be careful about how far i traveled and and that's why i pretty much bummed around colorado taking my time taking weeks to go across the state same with utah this coming summer, I'm going to travel a little bit more extensively. I don't need to get into that now. But you end up Uh, having this experience which I was unprepared for the depth of the experience of meeting new people having the bond of the nomad and sitting at fires and circling the trucks and having potlucks and the people that I've met that I've developed relationships with Pam of the pambulance who they had given up for dead this year and she got up out of her uh, hospice bed and climbed into her uh, ambulance and headed down here to hang out with us Sandy uh Joe Kim and of course Darcy Campos uh extraordinaire uh, all are here but there's half of the group is over at Dome Rock which is about 3 4 miles from here and then the other half of the group is sort of here and also people that aren't here this year uh obviously Mike is here you just heard Mike come by you heard Pam come by Our new friend, uh, well, Mike's friend Robert is over here, and we met another guy named Tom who's taking care of his dog, is not doing real well, and he's out here. Some people are tent campers. Some people are, you know, they have rigs of some kind or another. Mike has a big bus. Robert has a teardrop. And um, Tina, the, the lady that makes the bread, she stopped by this morning, and we had good conversation. So there's a lot of people that you get to know, and I'm not I mean i'm social but i'm not a get to know kind of guy and so it's really useful and valuable for me to develop these associations with people and as i said one of the things when i was talking about this stuff in 2020 uh i was saying you know i really need to network with people who are doing this and i am and it's great and that's how i met my web developer person hopefully uh hello beth and others out here uh that are spending their time out here this this uh this season and then we'll you know be, you know, be spreading out across the globe uh around april may june so uh, last year when i met mike i also uh, want to get a shout out to alicia and the two dogs lady who's insane and toby and also uh, Julia with the uh, frozen, uh, what does she have? She had a freezer that she would she would turn on and take ice baths <laughs> when it was really hot. I <laughs> hope you're doing good. And the whole crew, Joe and uh, the two Marks and Lori and all the people that, that I had a chance to meet and get to know uh, last year uh, when we were out at Plamosa Road. And this year a whole new set of people and meeting people in, under different circumstances and then of course the vendors you know and nolan gina at uh, woodstock wood see those guys once every like three times a week or twice a week and of course brenda at the coyote and her staff uh, great people that's become my sort of go-to store and i don't know why but uh i love the coyote and these different places that you go that sort of create this sense of community and i will tell you That as we look forward to 23, uh, one of the things I was going to say earlier, and I got interrupted, was that uh, you hear all kinds of things about what's going to happen, what's not going to happen. I've been on that like white on rice all year. And, uh, you know, I'm very well and up on the whole economic situation. And it's so interesting now that people were talking about recession on the very fringes of the financial world a year ago. And uh, anyone could have seen that uh, the inflation that we were experiencing, 103 10.5%, no matter how long it went, was going was to trigger some kind of uh, economic issues. And I think uh, that's probably going to happen in 23 I'm not going to do a whole cavalcade of here are the predictions for 2023, because I don't know what's going to happen in 2023. I tend to hope uh, that optimism is the best course of action, but I do think we're going to have a recession. And I do think we're going to see reduced demand for fuels, and I think that fuels will be cheaper, which means I will be traveling more. I don't, I don't know how that looks yet. I don't know where I'm going to go or how that's going to be, but I'm looking forward to being able to actually spend some time traveling uh, a little bit this summer. Uh, I will stop and stay in various places a little bit longer than I normally do, but I tend to go, I tend to plan to go over greater distances. So we'll see how that goes. And then finally, you know, uh, with 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 many of us, we talk about rigs a lot. We talk about bathrooms. We talk about batteries. We talk about solar and all of the ins and outs, and still learning tremendously about that, and still going through this this process of deciding what do I want to do because the more mileage that goes on this truck. Uh, the more concern I have about how long it's going to operate. It's in great shape, runs great, so it's not uh, as much of a concern as you would think. But in 2023, there's always the chance that I'll end up with some other kind of rig, and I'm not quite sure what. Um, I've talked to Mike a lot about school buses. We've had lots of conversations about Class As and where they can go and what the problems are. And as the prices for these vehicles start to come down, then uh, the the real concern is that i would pull the trigger too soon and buy something too soon and not look into um, some other alternative type service Uh, vehicles, ambulances, uh, various other types of utility trucks, and things that I really have a a hankering for. I really love the utility trucks and the trucks that are purpose-built that actually do something, not just a truck that's an RV or whatever. I'll tell you what I did see the other day. I think it's called a Dodge 270, which was a late 60s, early 70s, Class A camper that was (laughs) just amazing. If you look it up, look up 1969 dodge 270 i think they had a big dodge truck engine in them and then you sat up really high so they they had sort of a semi look they were you were way up above the road in those things and boy i wish i had one of those i wish i had one of those restored because those things are really cool i'm not talking about the gmcs which came later in the mid 70s in the late 60s early 70s the dodge 270 was The the big camper that everybody wanted. I'd love to have one of those or something like that. So you see a lot of vintage stuff and you think you realize, you know, older vehicles continue to serve and run and go. They just require a little bit of extra effort. So I'll be thinking about that in 2023 as well. But really, I just want to take a minute to thank the people and, and give a shout out to the many people I've met. You know, if I forgot you. Send me a, a note and I'll mention, I'll mention you. But I don't think I, rec- I, don't think I forgot anybody. Um, I, uh, I, 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 my life has been enriched by this experience and continues to be enriched. And I continue to be amazed at the depth of the experience. And yeah, there's grousing and there's things that happen and there's situations that occur that sometimes you think, what is going on here or whatever. But that's true anywhere. But I, I, I love doing this. And uh, the only thing that that is struggle or frustrating for me is, again, uh, the price of diesel fuel uh, is very frustrating because I like to go. I want to go and see places and go places and talk to people and visit other places. What I've learned this year is the value of stopping and spending time and getting to know people that normally you wouldn't talk to for whatever reason. Happy New Year. Hope you have a good New Year's Eve and a good New Year, and I hope 2023 is a better year than the last two have been. Thanks for listening to Bob Davis Podcast. Podcast 1083. Goodbye 2022. Hello 2023. Happy New Year.